0: Hello, partners, friends, God lovers out there. I'm so honored that you're back with us. And tonight I am really, really excited because (laughs) I just thought about this maybe like five minutes ago. It has been 17 years ago that I met you, Adam Lulecchio, my dear friend. And I wanted to tell the story of when I met Adam. You still call me Lavecchio. Lavecchio. It's, it's Levecchio. Okay. 17 years. I'm sorry. So I'm a patient man. Yeah. So I want to tell the story of how we met, but he is my dear friend. Yeah. He's like a brother to me. And we we have walked through many different seasons together, yeah. Yeah. Seen kind of some of the breakthroughs that God has given us, been there for each other when we have had uh, challenging times and difficult times, yeah. shared our struggles, shared our weaknesses. And even when I'm saying that, I I was thinking uh, maybe just in the last week of how thankful I am for the people that God has put in my life. And I've said it before, but Proverbs says, a friend sticks closer than a brother. And meaning that a friend that God gives you can become closer to you than a family member. And the body, obviously, we know is supposed to be like a family, but I understand a lot of times people that I meet and encounter even high level leaders, they don't have that connection with other people. Yeah. And I'm thankful and I'm thankful for you. Yeah. But I, I, I want to share this story real quick. Yeah. So it's 2004. I'm in North Jersey. Uh, I, I was in a transition season of my life. And I'm living in New Jersey for about six months. And I decided to go to this young adult Bible study. And it was up in this room, it was like a little upper room and we're worshiping. And then I, I think there's like a, a, a brief time of sharing if I'm remembering correctly. And then we just start discussing scripture. And it's it's uh, maybe 30, 40 young people, millennials. And I was obviously a lot younger then, but I still remember you came in late and you came in with like, a gang i i the only way i can describe is a gang of your boys but i knew you were saved just three of us yeah and i but it felt like a gang that's how how, it's like you were rolling into the meeting and i remember it 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 got real loud and pentecostal when you guys got there you're screaming out to the lord i was like who is this guy and then as time developed i don't know if i even talked to you that night but i was like i gotta i gotta meet this guy because you're stirring it up but I still remember one night where we were discussing something <laughs> in scripture, and there was there was probably a guy there that night, young guy, and it probably became pretty apparent after yeah. we're discussing this that he wasn't saved. Definitely not Definitely saved. Not saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he kept wanting to share about yeah. what he thought about the scripture, and I could see yeah. as. As the Bible study was going on, just this scene coming up in your ears and eventually like, what are you talking about? Shut up. (laughs) And then the pastor was so loving, trying to, guys, guys, you know, people from all different backgrounds come to this. So that is where I met you. And it's still, even going back to that point from my own perspective, it's still wonderful to me how God orders our steps Mm -hmm. that I'm just thinking... I'm going to go because I'm in the area right now. I just want to connect with other believers, especially my age at that time. And here we are, 17 years later, and just walking out God's purpose for life. And we have a lot of history. And, you
1: know, there was a lot of history in Bethany Church. There was. The man who led my father to the Lord, his name was Pastor Rudy, he gave me a prophetic word. He said, you need to go to Bethany. And there I met you. Wow. There I met Pastor David. Wow. There I met Ali. There I met people. Right. You know, I mean, like that I've known for since since I came back to the Lord. Wow. And there's a bunch. Of, I met John Natal there. Well, I mean, I you can feel just, a li- yeah. lifelong friends. Yeah, you you can talk about members. lifelong
0: yeah. that you love. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just some just you, something of what you just said just really jumped out to me because. Even we were sharing uh, in the car. You just picked me up from the airport. Of just our, you know, our passion. What we want to see in the church. We want to have this impact yeah. on the world. We want to see very simply the idea. These are the men who turn the world upside down. These are they. They accused them of filling the city with the doctrine of Jesus. So we got that. I always call it like the wide vision. Yeah. But then on a, a the panoramic. S- yeah, yeah, the yeah, panoramic. Yeah, yeah, panoramic and I I like to do that often when I'm teaching, like, hey, here's the big view, but then here's how this is broken down at a a smaller level. Just just talk about that. Just, we can go back in a minute to how, what led you up, but this pastor just gives you a prophetic word over 17 years ago. Obviously you have a call of God on your life as a minister of the gospel, but that one obedience to that one word unlocks yeah. strategic relationships in that life. yeah, for sure, destiny. yeah. many of
1: the nations I've been uh, in are a result of my friendship with you, mm. uh, which is a fulfillment of something the Lord said to me. Wow, right. So, so it's like there, there, there's a profound connection. So for people who are watching, you know like the most important relationships that you'll have in this life are the people that you meet along the way on the journey of mm. your yes. So when you embrace the yes to the Lord, not knowing what that looks like or where it'll take you, those are the people that are running in the same direction that mm-hmm. you'll you'll run with. And you know, I'll run with you for life. I know that. And and Amen. I mean, we've been in a bunch of nations together already. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have so much love and respect for you. And you know, for me, what I what I really appreciate about our friendship is that you always told me the truth, but you said it in love. You were committed to the relationship. And you're the most probably one of the most consistent guys I know, and I have a high level of respect for discipline, consistency, diligence, just that old school something called
0: character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think that, and I think I said this in the car. I think that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of um, people now when they get born again, yeah. There are so many traumatic things yeah. that under that really are difficult in the foundation of life. Maybe not two parents, or maybe a parent that was abusive, or maybe yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, and so and we know that Jesus is the equalizer. Hmm. But if you have certain disciplines when you've come into the kingdom, yeah, you can apply those in a healthy way. Yeah, I I was listening to. Um, even last night I think I was when I was packing, I was listening to uh, Jerry Seville and you know he's had a great impact on my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just thought to myself, just some of the things he was saying, it was, it was all about character qualities and things like that. But I thought to myself, in the age that he came into the kingdom, the values that he learned was very common. Yes. So he didn't have to like learn integrity and things like that. Yeah. He already had integrity since he wasn't born again, but he lived an integrous life. Yeah. So so I've had a conversation recently with some pastor
1: friends and what's very alarming is that the things that are normal are not normal anymore. Yeah. And I and I, I find that even among leaders, even among Christians, that there's things that are that are that are just normal. That are not normal anymore and that that puts us at a real disadvantage in terms of uh, time because what happens is you, you come into the kingdom and the first season of your life in the kingdom is like a profound level of stripping and 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 subtraction because you're so damaged from the world there's so much trauma there's so much pain abuse sin and so you're going through like this radical subtraction of really everything, yeah. and then God begins to add to you, and then it becomes more exciting, and then it become productive, yeah. and then there's multiplication, and then people hate on you, maybe there's some division. Yeah. But, but but you know, it's, it's like different seasons in the life of a believer, and I, and I really agree with what you're saying as it relates to trauma, and we're living in um, uh, a profound time as it relates to trauma. There's never been uh, this amount of people who are mentally ill, I think that mental illness is the cancer of our generation. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that we're gonna have to learn how to um, break through on that uh, in the spirit and with wisdom. Um, but I think that that's a major issue. And, you know, honestly what happens is when people have unhealed traumas, they usually live from the, that place and it's very easy for them to be controlled or manipulated because all you have to do is press on the trauma. and. Yeah, unhealed know,
0: trauma. Yeah. I, something you just said really jumped out to me, and it was when you come into the kingdom, you got your you come in with trauma, you come in with, and it's uh, addition by subtraction, and even the context of our relationship, which we opened up with the context of I'm even thinking back 17 years ago. You, when we come into the kingdom, what I've learned this I wish I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> what I. Gave you know really submitted my life to the Lord is that you have to totally rethink at least I did yeah had to totally rethink the way I thought oh yeah oh even, my gosh
1: even <laughs>
0: yeah even now I'm 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 processing this out loud as I'm talking to you even when I think about seventeen years ago and I'm going back to that moment in that little room I loved God with all my heart. I was already in full-time ministry, but even now, 17 years later, I literally think differently than I did in 2004. Yeah. About just about everything. That's good. Yeah, yeah, about just about everything. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that process of, uh, I mean, because we, I'm still in process. I'm a person in process but can you talk about that process when you surrendered your life, you want to tell us a little bit about that, Yeah, your background, but yeah. just that process of addition by subtraction.
1: Yeah, so I, I grew up in in a, in a Christian home, a spiritual home. I grew up seeing miracles. I grew up seeing people get out of the wheelchair. I remember being a young kid at Pastor Jason Alvarez's church. And watching- Love with Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, Love with Jesus in orange. And uh, I remember, um, probably being young, 10, 11 years old, and there's a guy who's been in a wheelchair as long as we known him, and I just watched him pop out of a wheelchair in the presence of God. <laughs> you know, so I grew up seeing the reality of God in the kingdom, and uh, then I went astray, I went crazy uh, for about five or six years, um, and then God really rescued me and really, really did a, a deep work in my life, so I had to relearn everything, um, like, the way I view women, the way I view money, the way I view power, the way I define success, um, what I desired, the type of people I would hang out with, the type of people I wouldn't hang out with, what was it like to actually have real loyal friends? Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine, uh, he's dead, and in him and I, we, you know, he's like my partner in crime, you know, <laughs> partner in sin, like literally, actually, yeah. yeah, and so can't repeat those things, yeah.
0: That your limitation. And no, sometimes I was
1: gonna come beat me up, you know, and he would have beat me up. And my friend just stepped up and like, nah, you're gonna have to see me first. Like I'm talking about like loyalty, you know, that was really like, wow, you know, and then and I come into church and to be honest, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really catch that same type of loyalty, but I had to make a decision that although I'm not really vibing with some of these guys right now, they represent my future. Mm. And so I made a decision to just cut my past and move forward. And that was by the grace of God. And I never changed my phone number. God mm. changed me. Mm. You know? Right. So I mean, I still have the same phone number that that people used to hit the next hell up. And 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 so God changed me. And it was a painful stripping process. Um, but it was it was basically God asking me. Will I learn humility? Will I learn patience? Will I take correction? Will I embrace the process? Will I learn to submit to authority? Mm-hmm. Will I basically reject everything? <laughs> you know you think I, I, sure? I used to believe. Yeah. yeah. You know, money, power, respect, like that whole the world, basically. The right. lust of the eyes, the pride of life, mm-hmm. the lust of the flesh. And St. John, yeah. The pistols. yeah and, and while I embraced the kingdom and uh, and so by the grace of God I did. But yeah, I mean it was painful in the beginning because you're feeling like you're losing stuff. But in reality, like I don't want my I'm at a place in my life young where if I continue, I'm gonna die. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to jail, I'm gonna get shot, or I'm gonna kill someone. So that's kind of like where this is heading. Yeah. And the Lord rescued me and so I was, when I came into the kingdom, I was desperate, Mm. I was desperate, I was hungry. Like I need to change. Yeah, like, for example, I used to lay on the floor for like three hours in a night. With With a cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, first (laughs) coffee, and lay on the floor with Joanne McFadder, I just want to be with you where you are and just weep and just cry out to God mm. for three months because I did not want to go back to the world. Mm. So for me, I, I, whatever I've
0: always done, I've always been all in yeah. Yeah. know. So tell, tell, talk to us about that. Okay, you surrender, you're like, I'm all in God. Yeah. What's that, what are the choices? And when we're talking about process, I think it's important because I was thinking even about this just the last few days, I probably think about it a lot of just choices that you make. That once you develop those habits, and I like to use that word habit because we still have a free choice always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a habit becomes something where after you do it repeatedly, you don't even yeah. think. It's normal. You don't have a conscious recognition. Okay, I'm getting up in the morning like like this morning I got up. It's like I'm not I'm not gonna get into like I'm not thinking oh I should get into the word. It's like I'm I just do it. Just start doing it. So it's part of what I do when I get up. That's powerful.
1: Your habits, you know, your choices shape your habits and your habits shape your reflexes. Right. And that that was what the early church understood. And so when, when you come into the kingdom it's about God restoring your soul and basically you making choices to partner with that process. Yeah. of God sanctifying your life, which is not just dealing with your past. Right. It's right. actually more like preparing you for your future, setting you apart unto him, and getting out of you what kind of like was put in you
0: through before, the world. Before you share these key guys, there's this thought that just jumped out in my mind that keeps jumping out, yeah. and it's this. And anyone watching this, whenever you watch this, either when you're watching it the first time it's played or later on, this is a thought that I like to live with. My future is on the inside of me right now. Yeah. Meaning? Yeah. What I, the choices I made today. Yes. Define
1: my tomorrow. Yeah. And and here's here's how you started it. You yeah. you started with a there there's a friend or friend rather that sticks closer than a brother. Well, what is that? Well, here's the reality. The reality is I don't choose my family. It's good. But I choose my friends. And so you tell me who your friends are, I'll show you what your future looks like. One of the things the Lord said to me as a young man was that if you hang out with people double your age, I'll cut your problems in half. Wow. And so that was was, was a time where I had to learn to listen. You know, it didn't take me until my late 20s to really learn to listen. If I would have been, if I would have learned how to listen in my early 20s, I think that my early 30s would have looked a little different than they do. They did based on that. I don't live with regret. I just know sure that the faster you learn to listen, yeah. the faster you know who to listen to and when to listen, the faster you can develop the potential of what God has put in you. Because as Abner said, if your future is in you. And the biblical context for that is clear. Jesus sows the seed. He sows the seed everywhere. Mm. The problem is not with the seed. The problem is with the soil. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus does not control or manipulate who you become. He gave you himself, which is everything. Mm-hmm. He's not withholding anything. The scripture says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Yes, so, so he's He's mm-hmm. not holding anything back. He's given you what is most valuable, which is himself. And so it, 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 it all your life in the kingdom is shaped and it's determined by the choices that you make, and the habits that you cultivate and the relationships that you develop and that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. There's no fast recipe like to you know,
0: right? How how many years ago has it been you just like I'm all in for the Lord?
1: Yeah, so by the time that I met you I was all in.
0: Yeah, you, you know, know that. Was <laughs> totally, I was <laughs> totally all yeah, in.
1: Yeah. Um and so I I I got saved. I came back to the kingdom probably like the end of 2002. beginning of 2003 and I made some choices like one of the choices was I said to my friend listen I'm not gonna hustle anymore that's it we're gonna cash out we're gonna go to New York City we're gonna buy some clothes and I'm (laughs) I'm done I'm not selling drugs ever again and that's it yeah and that was the grace of God and on that trip my friend he actually met a girl that would become his his baby mother Wow on that trip Mm -hmm. to New York So you have no idea sometimes the choices that you make and how that puts puts other people in a place of destiny. Now there's a child that's walking around today who's a grown-up. He's probably like 17. Wow. As a result of me saying, I'm never going to hustle again. And then my friend reached out to that girl and then he made it happen, which I'm not saying that's the best thing. But now there's a beautiful child uh, in, in the earth today who has a destiny and a purpose. And so um, my point is that, yes, like you're saying, the choices that we make, um, they do affect the trajectory of our life. And so you're talking about why like 2003, and, and then then I had to say, okay, God, what am I gonna do? So then I said, like, right, I, I said, my dad is so real funny. He's like, hey buddy, let me tell you something. You better get a job where some hot blonde can't replace you. Okay, I mean, that's what he said, you know? Okay, I mean, that's literally what he said. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I thought about plumbing. I'm like, that's, that sounds like a good job, you know? So I, I went to a plumber, I'm like, you gotta hire me, I'm your guy, you know, like I sold myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked at me, you know, he's from like Northern Bergen County. <laughs> it's like, like you know. And so at the
0: time you to- gave your off own- oh, you were hustling, so you didn't have like. No, you know, I mean, I-,
1: I did other jobs, but I mean, I was, it was, I was, you know, that was what I was doing as well. But So when I said, I'm never going to, now I'm going to work with my hands, Mm -hmm. right? And God used that. And then that, I was working not too far from Bethany. Then I get the prophetic word about Bethany. Then I meet you. Then I go on my first mission trip with Pastor Chris. Then later that year, I go with Bill Jasko, who has just recently passed away. I didn't know that. That's what I heard recently. And I go to China with him. And when I'm in China with him, the Lord says to me, before you're 30, you're gonna to go to 30 nations. And then How that, I was young, young 20s. Wow. And then I walk, I came home and at this time I was driving a nice car, I had a good job. I had an apprenticeship, I had medical benefits. You know, for a young guy, I was working on good okay. wage, state yeah. jobs. You know, I'm like doing all right. and uh, And I go home and I quit my job. And people think I lost my mind. And you're so, right, so did really I, Lord, like, I, I did the math. I'm like, how can I go to 30 nations? God is actually calling me to like really follow him.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, and I, and, I, and I really felt that like, yeah. and, and people thought I was crazy, you know, for the first few years. And then like three years later, you know, it takes like the, the process is slow and painful. And you always question that I do the right thing. What am I doing? You know, and, and, you know, three and a half years later, then people are like, okay, see it but it took a while like for people even the people who prayed for me to do it like my parents like my mom saw it earlier but my dad is like get a job buddy what's wrong with you you know like but 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 that was all right i mean he's old school you know and so i get it he's my father he wants to make sure that i'm going to be a man and i'm going to assume responsibility for my life life, you know and so then they started to see like as the favor of god and 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 you know they saw like wow
0: like this is this is legit like right you know what what are some of the the values and disciplines that you began to practice then that don't change now as a pastor as a, as someone who does work in the nations because i'm just kind of thinking of long term for me it's like fellowship with god the word of god yeah prioritizing that yeah, that I'm still growing in those things. Yeah, in my in my relationship with the Lord,
1: I would say something kind of like how Bill Johnson said it. It's kind of like if you win the night, you live. You live in the breakthrough that you receive at night in the day, and so I end my days well, which means I begin my other days the next day well, mm-hmm. right? So I the, the thing that I would say is that the Lord gave me a hunger by his grace and so I've always been intimate and honest with the Lord like the other day I was having a really rough day and um and I didn't know why I was having a rough day because everything was good <laughs> and and I had you know obviously I, I walked through like this whole thing with my mom died of cancer and that has really affected our life in, in a lot of ways and so it's my son's birthday and I'm really like irritable and I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I just sent money to the Dominican Republic for <laughs> sponsoring a rescue home. I'm having family time. I'm like, there's nothing bad happening. Like, everything is fine. You know, I've got a trip to Hawaii planned. I've got international trips planned. I'm, I'm thankful. Like, we got multiple projects. I'm, you know, hanging out with you today. I'm like, I have a good week ahead. And, and, and the Lord is like, he said to me something simple. He said, more intimacy and you'll be less irritable. And then he showed me that it was some of the grief that I was experiencing
0: Mm.
1: with my mom that she wasn't there to celebrate this day Mm. and I was feeling it but there was not I was it was internal so I think that my intimacy with the Lord you know he the Lord is loving but he's brutally honest and he doesn't speak to the, the to the symptoms He speaks directly to the issue. That's right. And he spoke directly to me to bring peace, to bring healing, to let me know what was bothering me and to let me know how to overcome it. And so for me, I've always had a a brutal, brutally intimate and honest relationship with the Lord because if if the Lord knows anyway, why would I withhold something from the one who did not withhold himself for me? Mm -hmm. So for me, in terms of, if we're talking about principles for longevity, Man, I would say that you learn how to seek the Lord and you learn how to value his opinion, his commands, and his will over what you want, over what people think about you, over what you think about yourself. And and so intimacy and supremacy, like he's first and And he's last and he's he's final and he really is the Lord and the fear of the lord actually is the beginning of wisdom and the fear of the lord causes you to hate evil and you will never leave something you don't hate mm-hmm. so it goes back to old school the fear of the lord yeah it goes all back to loving god and seeking him it goes back to his word is forever settled in heaven it needs to get settled in the earth yeah and, and so these are these are you know confessing sin yeah you know, the other day I almost said something crazy and I'm like, man, I haven't even said, thought of that. Like I, and I repented cause you know, man, is like what you did. The Lord is like, it's about what you intended, you know? That's right. Yeah. And, and so I was like, God, you know, forgive me. Like just being, you know, humble and just saying, God, like I need your help. And just staying in that place. Like today I was preparing, you know, my message for tomorrow and I'm sitting at my desk weeping and just saying, God, like I am a man in need of your help. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah, I'm not a, an 18 year old kid. You know, I'm 37, I have a wife, three kids, history with God, I've been all over the world. Yeah, but
0: I am a man in need of your help. Yeah. You know? You know what I found, and I want you to pray here in a minute, but, because I sent something an anointing to pray, for you to pray for something. But, you know, what I found is, especially walking with the Lord, And even some of the things that i started to do in this season got assignments and things when you're really walking with the lord um and for me it's not like i ever thought i got good at something yeah but he's going to continually challenge you to do things that are not something that you think you can do yeah and then you do it, and then you're like, oh, I you know, I can do this, but then he's gonna stretch you further in it. It's just every area. And I think even in the stretching, I'm going, wow, you're stretching me again. He goes, yeah, I wanna keep reminding you. you, can, you you'll never be able to do everything I've asked you to do on your own. Yeah, yeah. And I know the root of that is you wanna start, like, I can't even put my shoes on without you. Yeah, But the more you walk with him, it's like this, I'm incapable of doing this, but yeah. by faith I'm about to start to do this and you begin to walk it out. Mm-hmm. But there is that awareness and it's not, I, I've learned that you can say it and it's just religious, but when you say it from this deep, like I can't live this life yeah, yeah. without you. Yeah, without you, I'm in real trouble. And he's like, yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna help you. I'm going to help you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's just this... I I don't ever want to outgrow that, This just to where, God, I need
1: you. Yeah. God, I need you. Yeah, it's interesting. My phone just kicked on. I'm sorry, but you no. know what? It was N.T. Wright coming in. <laughs> and it's actually... I'm, I'm doing this study on... When Paul talked about, he went through in 2 Corinthians 1, this, this really painful time. um, And he, he uses these words... He's like I despaired of life itself. Like we were burdened beyond measure, mm. and and uh, theologians like N.T. Wright and, and other people, and even psychologists believe that at that time that Paul had what we would think about as kind of like a nervous breakdown. Like he had a melt- yeah 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 he had a meltdown yeah. But the beauty of it is when you when you you follow it a few verses, it says basically the point is that we learn not to trust in ourselves. Yeah. But in a God who raises the dead. Yeah. And, and so like, I, I view that the same as like, this thing is dead without you, God, I'm dead in the water without you. So
0: Um, there's that aspect. And I want you to touch on this as well, though, because this is also what I was thinking. Like you live blessed are the poor in spirit. There's that aspect. But to really walk as God intended us to walk as believers, kingdom people, however you want yeah. to describe it, you actually have to be really, really bold. Like, yeah. it's kind of like it's funny, attention. it's funny to me because one of the, the propaganda things in the end, like, Christians are weak, it's like, no, we recognize a true believer, a, a mature disciple will recognize their weakness. But you have to be incredibly bold. You got to be incredibly bold, even to make the choice. I mean, there's some things, and I haven't arrived in this, but I'm just saying, you you talk about relationships and standing up. Even even it's not even a a a rebellion thing. Even telling your own parents, no, no, this is what the Lord's called me to do. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. So maybe just touch on that a little. Yeah.
1: You have to. Yeah. You have to be completely resolute in who Jesus is and what He said. And. You have to be willing for people to really push up against that. Uh-huh. And, and the word of the Lord will always test you before it blesses you. And usually, people don't, just generally, yeah, generally, people don't believe in you until they have to. <laughs> you know, it's like you see yeah, that I mean. same principle with Jesus, you know, his stepbrother. Doesn't believe in him until he's raised from the dead. Yeah, yeah it's like true. once in a while you just have to stay the course, remain poor in spirit, remain humble. Yeah. Uh, one of the expressions of the poor in spirit is that you persevere. You just keep persevering. It's good. Um, and you you just do what God called you to do, and you do not try to control or manipulate the results. Sometimes the results of what God asks us to do is favorable. Sometimes you're like. What's going on? Yeah, you know. But, you yeah, yeah, I did what you Yeah, me to do? And you know, now people want to stone us. But you know, but, but that's the thing. The thing is just you being willing to do uh, what he's asked you to do. And here's the thing about being poor in spirit. When you're poor in spirit, you possess what money can't buy, yeah. which means you have access to the age to come. You have the future visits. You know, the present. You, the poor in spirit are rich in faith. And and that boldness that you're talking about and that courage yeah, you got to stand, gotta have real courage to stand right? in the face yeah of that. yeah you got to have courage to go places you haven't went and do things you haven't done and 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 he calls us to courage
0: yeah yeah so there's there's two aspects of I can't do this without you but, yet, but through you we can do all things yeah but yeah but yet if I don't make a choice of action here. I can. I just learned this. I can never grow. But like, yeah, discipleship without, without action, it's not discipleship. Yeah, it's like it doesn't exist. Yeah. You shall
1: know no. intimately the truth, and the truth yeah. shall set you free. It might be Christian education, which is better right. than not being educated. Right. Yeah, but that's Christian education is great, but it's not discipleship. Right. But discipleship is when you put the teachings in motion. Right. You know, and, and that I think is what we're what we're asking ourselves as leaders in the body of Christ is how do we effectively do that? Yeah. In the age that we're in, um, and also with some of the challenges that we're facing. Yeah. So I think that that's our future. Uh, that's an ongoing conversation that really never ends because we're always trying to adjust and realign ourselves with what God is saying and, and how to be effective now. Yeah. You know.
0: This has been good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I want you to pray just for people watching and maybe they haven't had the privilege of connecting yet with the right people or in their place right now, they just feel despondent. Yeah. Like a lot of times we know an intellectual idea about, okay, he could help me, but I'm not sure he'll help me. Yeah. Just pray however the Lord leads you for people tonight watching this program. If you yeah, anything else,
1: yeah. So Father, we just thank you for
0: your people, God. We love them and they're a blessing. Yeah.
1: And we thank you that you're always preparing us for the next season. Thank and so there's much. things and even right now in, in relationships worship. that you have right now, and there's opportunities right now that are preparing you for the places that God will take you. And I just say, I just want to encourage you to be a good steward and to ask for help and to cherish the relationships that God has already given you. Um, And what I've learned is that the fruit of a good relationship is other good relationships. And so I just encourage you to take the relationships that God has given you seriously um, and to be willing to ask for help. Because what I found is that when you're willing to be teachable, a teacher appears. It's good. You know? So I bless you in Jesus' name. To connect with good people. That'll help move you forward. And I want to just encourage you just with one short thing. One of the ways that God gives us upgrades is through relationships. So He gives me connection to someone who's living in my future, so True. that I can become familiar with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us. Such an honor, yeah. Adam. Thanks for joining us. Adam's going to be back with us next week. I'm always so thankful for all our partners and friends who make these broadcasts a reality. And if you feel connected with this ministry and you're receiving from this ministry, I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry. We're Believing God for 300 Partners. All the information's is on AbnerSuarez.com. Thank you, partners and friends, for making these broadcasts a reality. And I bless you in Jesus' name. And we will see you next week.